0: Hi guys, it's Bobby with MMA UK and I am here with the Maori kid, JJ. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, brother. What about yourself?
0: As good as you can be at the minute, you know, just stuck at home. Yeah. So, I mean, when I actually had this interview arranged, you didn't have a fight booked that I was aware of. And now, just in a few days, you're going to be taking on Carvalho, which is a big fight for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, he's... um... He's probably my
0: biggest fight today. It's definitely a big, big jump in competition himself, obviously just coming off of a title fight with the current champion, Pitbull. So how did this fight come about? Were you offered it in quite short notice or has it been in the works for a while? Um, you know, I was looking to actually fight in May
1: and uh, I actually asked for Pedro Carvalho. I, th- I thought it would be um, a good step up for me. You know, I think um, I had the tools to beat him. So, you know, and Balotor said, well, he's available April. So, um, you know, I jumped on that. You know, I said, yeah. okay, let's do it. So, you know, we've had some time to prepare.
0: That's good. Cause, I mean, that's the warrior spirit. You've got to jump in as and when you can. Exactly. You know, I've taken um, I've taken fights
1: on a day notice. You know, I've taken fights the day off. It's, um, you know, if you're in the fight game, your, your job is to fight. What so, do. so uh, you know, if the opportunity gets placed in front of you, you're gonna, you know, if you're a fighter, you're going to take it. If you're not a fighter, you're going to make excuses.
0: Very much so. And I know you did in your fight before last, there were some weight issues. In your most recent fight, though, none whatsoever. And are you still working with the same nutritionist? Is this still the same company? Uh Definitely. I'm still working. I'm working with uh, John Poppy from uh, mm. Um,
1: You know, it's I'm still working with him and uh you know he makes my weight cuts easy yeah uh, weight cuts are never easy yeah but he makes it flow smoothly you as, know as,
0: as nice as it can be yeah it's as
1: nice as as a weight cut can be you know uh, i've i've cut weight i've been fighting the same weight since i was 16 i've been fighting 145 since i was 16 years old and um you know i've had quite a lot of fights since then and um have tried lots of different strategies and it's definitely definitely the nicest way to do it
0: <laughs> i mean you say about your experience i mean you are only 23 at the minute you are already a black belt in jujitsu, and you're about to have your eighth professional fight i mean your extensive grappling do you think that's gonna really play a factor in this fight with carvalho coming up
1: i think my grappling uh is way superior than Pedro Cavallo's grappling, so I think it's going to play a major part. If if we wind up um, in a grap, if we wind up grappling, you know, I, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come out on top every time. So um, I, I think he's going to be wanting to avoid that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you yourself, you've been touted touted by a lot of different sites, a lot of different media outlets as one of the top people to watch in Bellator, one of the top prospects. Do you think a win over Carvalho would take you from being a top prospect to a fully fledged title contender?
1: Definitely, I think. Um, I think this fight will, will people will know my name and and they'll consider me a contender for you know moving forward from either the next fight or the following fight for the title. Uh, I'll change from a prospect to the um, to the number one contender. Definitely to,
0: to the guy, you'd be the guy after that one exactly <laughs> of course over the last sort of few years there's been a massive rise in kiwi fighters just storming it. obviously they've, there's always been a big kickboxing community in new zealand but with people like Volkanovski, adesanya kara france huge mm. names coming out of new zealand can you see yourself being that new zealand star for bellator
1: a hundred percent you know when, when i was um when I was living in the gym back in New Zealand, I was watching Kaikara France um, fighting in, in Thailand. I was watching Volovsky fight um, multiple places. I was watching Israel Adesanya fight in, in King of the Rings. Um, he was, you know, knocking. i was watching him go out there, fight three guys in one night, knock all of them out, and then come back the next week and do it again. Uh, so within a week he had, you know, seven uh, like six or seven fights in all knockouts so um you know i'm definitely taking that same spirit and and i'm I'm using it in bellator
0: of course and the bellator featherweight division it's probably one of the most exciting divisions bellator have at the minute i mean with the grand prix coming to its end there's going to be a lot of people looking to try and get more fights are there any other featherweight bouts coming up that you've got your eye on you've obviously got the title fight you've got adam boric taking on jeremy kennedy those are two other big prospects who, who are some of the other guys you're sort of keeping an eye out for um yeah i'm definitely watching that adam uh against jeremy fight
1: um you know that's probably one of the biggest ones that are that is happening right now you know um, depending on how this Grand Prix goes and what happens in that fight,
0: they'll probably decide my next opponent,
1: you know? Um, yep. And then from there, we'll be looking for a title shot.
0: That's the way you got to look at it. And just one thing so, going back to your most recent fight, obviously, extensive grappling credentials. Uh, a lot of your wins have come by submission. But in your last bout, to get that out cold KO in 20 seconds, what has that done? Has that sort of made you think, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a much more complete fighter. I'm not just like a jujitsu guy. I can go out there and I can strike with the best of them. So, um, you know, not a lot of people know
1: in New Zealand, I had a lot of kickboxing fights, you know, I fought, um, I fought some really tough kickboxing. You know, in New Zealand, we have some of the best kickboxing in the world. Uh, I fought a guy named Koei Teranaki. Um, I fought other really tough fighters from New Zealand. Uh, so I knew, I, I always known that I've had striking. Um, I just felt like my grappling was way more superior. So it, it's, I feel like find the easiest way to win and you do that. And yeah. obviously all these guys that I've been fighting, I knew my jiu-jitsu was way superior than theirs so i would go out there and um i'll use that to win but this was the first fight that it came out and i was like well uh, i think i'm gonna knock him out i'm pretty sure he's not gonna he's not gonna stop this so and then i went out there and, and i did that so i think that will put the whole division on notice you know like okay yeah not only not only can he Submit you. He has knockout power, and you know he's gonna finish you in devastating fashion if he if he uh, gets the opportunity. So um, you know that's definitely something that will dawn on them, and I think that's something that will dawn on Pedro Carvalho because he just got finished um, by Pitbull, and you know it was a, a devastating knockout. So um, I feel like when you get knocked out, that that's always in the back of your mind you, you can't shake that out you know so yeah. um, I think that's a big mental game for him so you know I'm, I'm gonna be looking to to exploit that fact
0: yeah I mean I, I was watching the fight and I'd seen your fights previously and I knew your grappling credentials so when I saw you storming forward I was like okay take down and then that right hand just came out of nowhere and just we were we were sat there like oh that's a whole another thing these guys have got to worry about now like they're so worried about waiting for that takedown to come that just don't even think about that big hellacious right coming over and finishing the fight early.
1: Exactly, you know you got. Um, I feel like uh, you got to keep everyone guessing. You got to you got to uh, play your cards right. You know.
0: Yeah, you don't want anyone solving the puzzle like oh no. you know I got to do this. You got to got to keep them on their toes. A little bit off topic. I know one of your other passions, a big one, and I've seen it on your Instagram is your love of jewelry and selling jewelry. How, yeah. did that, how did that come about? So, um, you know, I've, I've always, kind, of, I've always liked gold, you know? Well,
1: I think everyone does a lot of people. Do, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I kind of, I, I went and I got my girl an engagement ring, uh, cause we got engaged. Congratulations. Kind of, thank you. Um, you know, and that kind of sparked my interest. You know, I walked in there and was putting on all these, um, fat Cubans, diamonds and everything. So I decided to educate myself on it. And then I partnered up with a, a jewelry business, a, a, a jewelry company. And, um, you know, now I'm just specializing in making custom pieces because, uh, you know, I like to design stuff. I like to come up with the ideas and, and have it designed and, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it stemmed, how it started. And then now I'm just focusing on making people, you know, custom pendants, custom rings, um, that kind of avenue.
0: It's good to see. It's always good to see when there's more than just the fighter. You got, I mean, someone like Ally Quinter, obviously, is known as being this, you know, he's a real estate guy on the side. But I think, yeah, custom jewelry, that's, you know, that's pretty gangster. That's a pretty. Damn cool thing to have on the side hustle. As definitely, well.
1: definitely. And also something else we have in the works right now is um we're we're start we're starting to make beer. Uh, oh nice. So, yeah, so I partnered up with a, a brewery and um we're just developing um they got the recipe, they're just making it. It's going I'm gonna announce it after the fight, but um it's gonna be called the Warrior and, and it's gonna be a big uh it's gonna be IPA so
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Big fan of that.
1: Yeah, so um, you know that that's something else we have in the works.
0: That's good. To, I mean, we like our beer in the UK, so I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that one.
1: Definitely. Um, same in New Zealand. You know, it's <laughs> everyone's got a couple beers everywhere. You got, no, you know, uh, somewhere, somewhere in
0: stuff. this room, I've got a six pack of Darren Tills Raw Dog. I don't know where it is, but I know it's in here.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, um, Taito Ivoza?
0: Yeah. I, oh, does does the shoe eat right after Love the it. fight?
1: Oh, man. It's so I can't
0: awesome. watch it because I, I know where my shoes have been and I don't want to think about anyone uh, drinking a and, beer out of that. Yeah, and, and you got to spin in it. Which, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you get this shoe, you spin it, and then you pour the drink, and then you drink the beer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: It's that, this, I, that, I, that 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 usually drives people away. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Now, now I mean, that's out of the whole. I mean, so I, I mean, I used to play rugby. So rugby culture, that sort of thing, is no shock. Oh. But it's still every time you see it, you're like, God damn. Oh, uh, yeah, I grew up playing rugby since I
1: was five years old. You know, so it's like all that kind of crazy, crazy fun, funny stuff is, is like it's New Zealand culture, right? Unfortunately,
0: it's part. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's part of the fun. It's part of what makes rugby a great sport. Exactly. So obviously you say you played rugby. Are there What other sort of sports do you, do you still like play other sports in your spare time? Or are you pretty like jujitsu fighting? And yeah, um... I, I, may, I I put all my energy
1: towards jujitsu. You know, I'm training two, three times a day and then teaching. Um, it gets difficult to, to put my energy anywhere else, but I do a lot of spare fishing. That's something. Oh, that damn. Yeah. So I go out there and, um, yeah, I love spearfishing. So we, we go out, you know, hunting for yellowtail and, um, tunas and reef fish and it's, it's super fun, man. You know, I got my breath hold up to like three and a half minutes now. Yeah, yeah it's, man, but it's that, fun. Insane. It's super fun. You know what? Um, just recently I dove, I dove down the visibility wasn't that great. And it was a big seven gill shark down. It was like a seven foot seven gill shark. And I was like, oh. I was we swam out, it was a shore dive, we swam out, and it was like I was a mile out. I was like, God damn, I gotta swim a mile knowing that there's a shark under me to get back to shore. It's kinda of fun though.
0: Well, it makes it a bit more exciting. I mean it makes gives you a gives you an incentive to really really start swimming.
1: Yeah, and especially when you have a couple of fish hanging off the side of your head too. It's like,
0: oh do you just dragging a variety KFC bucket behind? Exactly. You. Yep. I'm dragging a KFC
1: bucket <laughs> like, um you know, I, I I hope you don't come eat these, but <laughs> the sharks are opportune uh opportunist, you know, so they they're gonna jump on any opportunity that they, they can, but they're not um but if they think you're a predator, they're not going to attack you.
0: No, so I mean he... the sharks. I mean, obviously, they're scared. They're not that violent. They're pretty. They're pretty calm. Yeah, they're
1: opportunists. You... you know, exactly.
0: If, if it's easy, they'll take it. But if it's not
1: easy, so you know, I see the shark and I'm like, okay, pretend to be a prey. But then you watch Jaws, right? And you're <laughs> like, um, I don't know about, I don't know about that. The thing's pretty big. He's got pretty big teeth. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's always when i talk to people in like cali and in australia and all these places because i'm in england like the seagulls that's what we got to worry about on the beach we got none of that shark stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah i was diving and i saw these sharks it's like what
1: like, yeah just... no it, it, you see them quite a bit up here you know the the baby great whites they come up close to shore because uh, they get eaten by the big ones you know so they come yeah they, they go shallow water so that I get eaten.
0: That's a brutal world. But speaking of brutal, obviously, do you have an actual prediction for your fight coming up? How would you like, in an ideal world, to finish this fight?
1: Uh, first round submission.
0: Beautiful. I'll be on. I'll be on the lookout for that one. But anyway, I understand you've obviously you're still in the middle of a weight cut. I can't thank you enough for taking a bit of time out to chat to us today. It's been great. I mean, we got a bit off topic with the sharks, but I, I don't <laughs> care. It's a good laugh
1: yeah no no i'm i always kind of go off topic you know
0: (laughs) it's 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 boring you get asked the same questions how do you see the fight a bit like it's good it's good to talk about something a bit different every now and again
1: yeah I, i i think so as well
0: but anyway man good luck with your fight thank you very much for talking to me today good luck with the weight cut and i will be watching best of luck buddy
1: thanks very much man you have a good day
0: you too man thank you bye